Hey, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Um, well, what's up is dude, we got we got something to talk about here. These pepperoncinis I'm eating. These Actually, incredible pepperoncinis. Ooh, no, but uh, funny enough that you mention it, um, I have been looking into canning my own jalapenos because Abby came back from the farmer's market with $2 worth of jalapenos, which turned out to be nearly an entire pound. And there's just like 80 jalapenos like sitting on our kitchen island, and I'm not sure what to do with them. And uh, apparently canning is really easy, but you also have to make sure that you don't do it wrong or else you um, can die of botulism. Botulism. Oh. Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah. Or at least get really sick. Um, So, But anyway, it seems pretty easy. It's like three parts water, one part vinegar, or no, three parts vinegar, one part water. Anyway, you don't want to mess that up, apparently, uh, or Mm. else you get botulism. I'm really, yeah, really excited about it. Mm. I'm excited about these pepperoncinis. Okay, so let's just get to it. iPhone 11 iPhone 11 Pro, specifically. Did you watch the keynote, or did you just read up? I watched part of the keynote. Uh, mainly, I I took a look at everything else. I saw some reviews. I am absolutely... Uh, I'm impressed. I'm really let's, impressed. Let's, let's, let's roll back to the beginning part of the keynote, the one that you didn't watch. Yes. But I'm curious to see if you've heard about Apple TV+. Plus yeah. And... In particular, the full-length, like, world premiere trailer that they showed of the show called C, S-E-E. Have you heard about this show? No. All I know is it's got the guy, uh, it's got freaking Cal Drogo in it. Yeah. Aquaman? Yeah. Here's the premise, which I think is genius. It takes place in the future, uh, hundreds of years, thousands maybe, uh, and essentially all humans have lost the ability to see. I'm guessing, and they sort of hinted at the fact that it was because people were using their eyes so much that, like, literally, are, are everybody lost their vision. Okay. Like, using our eyes so much to look at, like, bright screens really close and VR and essentially everything that technology has done to increase our screen time physically sure. with our eyes caused everybody to go blind. So, the entire human population is, like, back in the sticks and stone age, but they are, like, clans and it's sort of games of Thronian, but, like, even before medieval times, it's just old, old school. A couple of babies are born that have the ability to see and it's sort of that that's sort of where the plot everybody's been blind everybody's like factioned off into these like warrior clans but now uh children are being born that have the ability to see and uh they're hinting at the fact that within each clan people are calling it magic but like bad like like a demon magic and other people are saying it's a gift Anyway, I just thought it was a fascinating, awesome premise for a show. Like, I, it's just so fascinating to me because huh. I could, it's one, I, I remember having this discussion with a friend of mine in college, like, okay, so seems like if we hadn't ever corrected for vision the way that we have now, most people would breed toward having good eyesight yeah. because people that have poor eyesight wouldn't be able to maintain jobs. They wouldn't be as successful socially. Sure. Like, just in general, it would be a disability and f- for a lot of people like me, if I didn't have corrective vision, I would basically be a blind person, not able to function. Yep. I just wonder how dominant the trade is and how problematic it would be if, um, yeah, if everybody suddenly needs corrected vision in another couple hundred years. And then if from there it gets even worse to where, yeah, some, some sort of blindness actually creeps into where it's un, not able to be corrected for. Interesting. And, uh, 
anyway and it looks incredibly well done it's got uh, the biggest thing that caught my eye was a producer from planet of the apes i don't know uh so i see uh, some planet of the apes type shots in here yeah which i'm honestly not a huge fan of (gasps) these movies i I like the look i like the look and vibe of them but the the storylines just didn't didn't do it for me but uh i know a lot of people loved it so at the end of the day it seems like apple is really leaning into like super high quality production and writing and and all that stuff and uh, i'm curious yeah well i guess i just talked through the entire thing for us but do you have any opinion on it um sound intriguing it sounds it sounds interesting i would be yeah i just want to yeah i I would want to check out um the actual trailer and see what it what do you think of um apple tv plus five bucks a month uh, i think that's a really competitive price point Um, and you get it for a year anytime you buy an apple product Oh, I didn't know that. For free. Uh, yep. Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, it's really cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, Apple TV Plus, it it seems, it seems like a great move for them. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really cool. I'm, I don't know. This was coming for a while, I'm sure. It's, it's fine. I, I just wanted to, to make sure it had been said that C has the potential to be an awesome show. Yeah. And it's launching in November 1st, I believe. Mm. Sounds, also, sounds similar. Apple Arcade also launching then, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe even sooner, five bucks a month for, uh, for, and this is both for either service. It's for your entire family. It's not per device or per use cool. user. It's per family, which is cool. Going back to C for a second, this seems very, it seems very, it seems like Planet of the Apes meets like Children of Men. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. yeah. It, but like in sort of like a weird retro future or something uh it looks awesome so yeah apple arcade i'm also interested to i mean i think they've they seem to have taken the horrible missteps by um certain video game developers uh resulted in all kinds of hilarious lawsuits um not to include microtransactions in their games and basically make them sort of fun skill-based games instead of like bizarre loot box crap pay to pay to win yeah schlock yeah um so hopefully that will that will make these games really good i'm excited i I seriously never got into like gaming in the way that i would think of like a console experience i just never have i don't know some people kind of do I'm, i'm really fascinated to see how the experience is on the apple tv and uh yeah it'll it'll be interesting um Okay, so after they announced all those things, they went into the Apple Watch Series 5. Yep. Any interest in that? Any? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say I, I bought one. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's cool that they're doing an always-on retina system. I'm excited. So it, like, dims a, a bit yep. and, and can go to uh, one hertz refresh rate, uh, or it's, like, got a variable refresh rate based on battery life and all sorts of stuff so it can show everything always with incredible battery efficiency yeah. like essentially the same battery as the watches before this uh 18 hours so that's pretty yeah. fantastic um it looks yeah it looks it looks good i mean i don't know were there any other big things about that with the, with the watch uh just knew the reason the i bought it again is because they they relaunched ceramic so white ceramic which i just absolutely love yes yeah, from nice. my series three watch that i had it's just so beautiful and then they also launched a titanium finish which looks cool but yeah 
I don't really care. That's about it. No, I don't think they launched. They did launch uh, some new. Oh, uh, international safety calling. So oh. um, anywhere you, if you fall or it detects that you might be in an emergency, or if you manually trigger an emergency, it'll internationally work, detect what country you're in, and auto dial that number uh, all from your watch and its dedicated cellular. So if you didn't have your phone on you, all that kind of stuff. That mm-hmm. seems pretty great. Yeah, that does seem good. But that's so- about it. And and I was getting a little concerned all the way up to essentially when they announced the iPhone 11 pro, like even once they went to the iPhone 11, yeah, it's like, uh, okay, two cameras. I was like, yeah, this is, although even on that camera, I was concerned because or confused because it has two lenses, but now they introduced the ultra wide lens and on that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that camera, it just has ultra wide and, and like wide. normal wide. Yes. It doesn't have it does any type of portrait, have the portrait, the 52 millimeter. That seems crazy. Uh, and it, it just seems like I don't know. I'll, I'll go down right at, right here and say the ultra wide looks freaking amazing. It looks freaking and awesome for you and I and a lot of photographers. I could see that being the primary lens, but for most people, I feel like they prefer the telephoto portrait mode more. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they nixed that. It seems I, like they would have gone ultra wide and telephoto. Um, yeah, but people are so used to the 28 inch or the 28, um, you know millimeter focal length that it just i i would be yeah i I think they would be weirded out if they're like wait why can't i just have my normal iphone photos yeah yeah i think um i think that would mm -hmm. be that would be weird at the same time let's just go right into it um because because this is iphone 11 pro iphone 11 pro max are you getting it in black green white or gold i love the midnight green i'm gonna get the iphone 11 normal one um, I'm going to get the pro. You're not getting the pro? I'm going to get the pro. Oh, pro. Sorry. I'm mean, of course there would be no reason to get yeah, yeah, yeah. to not get the pro. I don't, I don't buy iPhones new. I don't, I, I never have yeah. not once. This will be my first because this in what color? I don't know. Green, black. black, white or gold. Okay. No black. I think that this is easily one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen in cameras. I think that, and it's not just because, I don't know, it's all of the elements that we're about to talk about that roll into one that make this kind of like, I feel like I need to get this. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of, um, so the thing I, that really blew my mind was the ability for video and i they didn't demo this but i would just have to assume still photos mm-hmm. uh apps professional photo and camera apps video apps can t- take and capture data from all three lenses at the same time yep. including all three front lenses and the selfie facing camera yep. all at the same time all at the same time that's something i've never even considered a thought about before as a uh as an experience in photography like nope. you we're on our camera bodies there is only one lens only one section at a time that you can capture you can crop in post but that's it um this gives you three distinct technically four if you count the selfie camera completely different distinct camera angles all at once and for youtubers or any type of interviewer in particular like photojournalist this seems absolutely revolutionary because you can record a feed of you interviewing somebody and getting their reactions in real time with one camera angle yes there's just this tiny little sliver of a device between you and it's capturing the exact same moment uh which yeah. is just fascinating and, and for me for me the fascinating part of that 
is in the idea of taking all three different angles of the same moment at the same yeah. time. If you think about it, maybe maybe this isn't blowing your mind, but if you think about it, it it should because that's not something that's ever been possible unless you have three cameras or uh it's it's, it's well i will say i'm pretty sure i'm curious Uh, so it's so funny because you and i are freaking out and almost every other professional photographer i know is like this is amazing but it seems like everybody else like any normal person is just like me and i'm looking at an article on the verge right now here's the headline apple is playing catch-up with the iphone 11 camera and it's like are they really like they are playing catch-up in certain ways so what you're mentioning is this is the first time it's ever been possible i know the google pixel has had I think triple cameras. So I'm just curious how they were okay. utilized, if they were utilized in this way or not. Cause I'd never really I guess, heard of it. I guess I'm a, thinking about in terms of, in terms of usable professional images. I, I'm here's the thing. I was looking through the sample images and, and all of that. And I realized these are obviously taken by, you know, very highly skilled photographers. Yeah. With awesome light, with like, awesome light. Just yeah, perfect. This is light. not just snapshots of, no, yeah. no, no. These are, <laughs> these are carefully planned out shots and, and on location and everything. But yeah, given the right scenario, you can create absolutely perfect images with your iPhone and you can have, you can also have the option of having it in 14 or whatever, 16, 28 or 52 millimeter at the same time if you want like yeah what that that doesn't even make sense to my brain kind of and i don't know that it's going to be immediately useful but i think down the road this is going to be seen as kind of the first step in a in the future of photography which is fully adjustable everything after you take the shot i'm also fascinated the uh you know, I just don't do video that much, but when they showed the sample video, like they had a director come in and just like make a little one minute thing. They said, I don't know, I I assume you just have to take the truth with a grain of salt, but they said it was all handheld. Every shot was handheld and the entire thing was edited on the iPhone directly. Handheld shot with iPhone, stabilized everything from the iPhone, which seems amazing. Yeah, And, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. This this Apple's just killing it. They're killing it. <laughs> they really are. Here's the thing. Um, the the problem I'm I'm always having is that you're we're still stuck in the land of JPEG, right? And and I don't know. I don't see anything about raw. I want to see what like the raw photos look like. And I know pro camera apps for a while now have let you use raw capture, but I've never done it because the files just seem really crappy. Like Apple is doing so much to the raw files in software to make the JPEGs look amazing. When you just throw the raw file, like into Lightroom, you don't have those right. machine learning tools anymore. And it just looks like crap. Yep. Uh, and I'm just wondering, I don't know, maybe we'll get to a point where like the, the phones are doing it so smart that, um, you don't need raw anymore. But I, I, I really want that like wider palette of creativity, and I just wonder what the raw files look like, basically. I'm also yeah. wondering, they keep showing a ton. I noticed this during the keynote, and I see it on the site now. They keep showing a lot of ultra-wide shots um, with processed bokeh. And I'm just wondering, yeah, I don't know what are, that's about. are they sort of achieving medium format 
looks like wide field of view with really shallow depth of field or are they still limiting it to just the portrait lens i can't quite tell it seems to me like the portrait mode works at um it definitely works at 28 millimeter but does it yeah i think so um i don't know but i don't i don't think it ultra wide here i'm gonna drop you something in the conversation here this the particular image that i'm referring to i'm gonna drop it in our skype call here okay and uh see if oh okay Oh, it's 13 millimeter focal length, 2.4 aperture for the ultra wide. Super wide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's... So, and then, but the wide cameras, I, I don't know if this is a first or not, but it's 1.8 aperture, 26 millimeter, sorry, not 28, 26 millimeter focal length. It, was it 1.8 before? I think so. I don't know that they've, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 1.8. And then 52 is 2.0 aperture. So that's good too. Are those equivalents? Um, no, I, I. How do they? What is that? Because what's weird is when they show the ultra wide photos, it looks like like a thirteen. Yeah, to me, it does. But I'm pretty sure they've always. But I don't know. Maybe they change stuff up. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure. Text specs. I do know that these ultra wide images just look stunning. They really, really do. Um. So triple twelve. It's funny too that it, it it was I don't know as a professional photographer it uh, it was kind of funny to see um, the way they're marketing the the marketing language in this sort of, like their own Apple eleven uh, iPhone eleven Pro website where they're like you know you can try shooting upwards with your ultra wide and you'll get some cool oh yeah yeah images yeah. and um, it's just cool. I don't know. I it's they're clearly speaking to a generation that understands like photography basics. It, with this phone anyone can I don't know. I mean again, we've talked about this on the podcast before but the there's that book I can't remember who it's by, but the best camera is the one you have with you and it's all about the iPhone. I just think this is a revolution in in camera design and it's in a phone. But, you know, one thing I, I will say I've never enjoyed is the experience of taking pictures on an iPhone, like the actual tactile. Sure. Like, it just sucks. It like, sucks. I wish I wish Apple would basically create a camera <laughs> uh, that wasn't didn't have to be I like a it. phone at the same time. Yeah, me too. Like, I wish they would just make a dedicated just camera. Make a camera. And just go all out as much as they could. Uh, I think that'd be fascinating. Or, like, a special cool camera case with, like, tactile Exactly. Shutter aperture well, ISO adjustment they make, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, they make uh, third party third party things do, but I, I don't know that I've ever seen one super impressive. But uh, you know, it's funny. I really can't. I'm looking at the camera specs, and they don't even list the focal lengths. They just have ultra wide, wide, and telephoto. They literally don't even have the actual focal lengths in the text hmm. specs page. They and I actually don't see it on any of the pages. Oh wait, here. It's just embedded. So 13 millimeter focal length. I don't, is it equivalent? I feel like it might it's be. It's got to be equivalent. It can't yeah. be 13 millimeter. It's not a full frame sensor. No, no, of course not. But they, no, what I'm saying is they may be saying it's 13 millimeter if you had a 13 millimeter lens on your full frame sensor. Like exactly. It's the same field of view. Yeah. yeah. That's so that means be. in the actual uh, camera, 
or it, like the actual lens itself must be it's like, like eight millimeter, six millimeter. Yeah. yeah. Something crazy wide, 120 degree field of view. But yeah, for some reason, I always thought that they didn't account for that. Like I always thought that, you know, when Apple said 26 or 28 millimeters closer to a 35 or a 50. Or That's what like I that. thought too. I don't think it's it not, is. You think it's comparable to a 26? I don't know. That is wide. But I also wouldn't consider a 52 to be a telephoto. It's not. I don't. I, I think 85 is like the first sort of. Let me see. I'm not sure why they would sure say telephoto a, other than just their own internal language to kind of n- not trick people, but. So short telephoto is 85 to 135. Medium telephoto, 135 to 300. Yeah, so yeah, it's so not it's, telephoto. It's not telephoto. Uh, it's kind of annoying that they. They use that term. But. Yeah, I think that that is just jargon, and honestly, it's not really uh, it's not really accurate. So screw you, Apple. But on, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it is cool though that it's a it's an actual whatever it is, fifty two millimeter equivalent or whatever. That's cool. Now, did we? I'm trying to find on the page where is their deep fusion uh, night photography stuff? Ooh, that's that. That's to where. The it's the bottom. That's where I know Google has been ahead and people have talked about it as just an absolutely amazing feature. Uh, so it seems like Apple is playing catch up, but I'm wondering if Apple has oh, any. It's about halfway through. It's a little a little higher than halfway through. So night also, mode let's tech. just not talk about Slofies, please. <laughs> Slofie. I don't understand. Why, why don't you want to talk about Slofies? I want a Slofie. It's just the weirdest word. Like, I don't know why they are forcing that down. I'd also be interested to see this HDR in action, uh, where they, they claim that it's even smarter HDR. So, hold on. I'm pretty sure there was a section where they were talking about deep fusion, and it wasn't related to, to low light. It was talking about, yeah, this HDR. I, I freaking can't find it. This is annoying. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to find it for you. And when I search for it on the page... This is the problem with Apple's like scrolling web pages. There's no, there's like no menu to jump around. Oh wait, okay, it's the photo of the girl with the hair backlit. Yeah, with the cool fog and stuff. Oh weird, I can't find it either. What's happening? I don't know. So night mode looks amazing, and it says the. They're using machine learning, blah, blah, blah. Just comes on automatically when needed, like in a candle at a restaurant or something like that. Um, But that's not it. Portrait. Okay, smart HDR. Next generation smart HDR. Use advanced algorithms to finesse highlight and shadow detail in your image. Now leverages machine learning to recognize faces in your shot and intelligently relight them. That means iPhone 11 Pro can automatically fine-tune detail in both the subject and the background. Even some DSLRs can't do that? Yes. I'm not sure of a DSLR that can. I, <laughs> what is what are you Some take HDR photos, maybe yeah. maybe point-and-shoots. So this is so Phil Schiller, there's an article here on Engadget about Deep Fusion is iPhone's take on AI photography. Phil Schiller describes it as computational photography mad science. So that's what I was most fascinated to see is... Um, he explained it on, on stage that the camera will snap eight images before you even press the shutter. Right. When you finally do, it'll take one long exposure and then stitch a new image together pixel by pixel t- to create one with lots of detail and almost no noise. It's not specifically designed for shooting in the dark, uh, but it's clearly how they're doing some of their night mode stuff. 
Okay, so they didn't actually say Deep Fusion was shipping with the iPhone. It's probably going to be a couple more months before oh, it's. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm so that's that why too. it's not. That's why it's not on the page yet. I assume because it's just okay. not. Yeah, but I I do remember that Night Sight was a big deal with the Google Pixel, and everybody was freaking out about how good. And I I actually did see it in person. It's, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it looks cool. But I'm I'm more fascinated with just like your normal shooting environment. What Deep Fusion is going to do if it's like a mode you enable, and then like boom, your camera. I mean, it looks like a DSLR picture. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't know. I'm just curious what the end result is really going to look like from. Not just for night shooting, but all in, all environments. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I, but I, I would also assume it's a, a JPEG file at the end, like it's not a raw be, file. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I just really want to try out this camera. You know, I guess it yeah. would be nice to have not an iPhone Seven anymore. I also think uh, cell phone pictures for landscapes do particularly well. Yeah, uh, I with do. Balancing. Um, you know the high dynamic range, all of that. Like it's such a pain to do that on a DSLR. Yeah. Like expose for the highlights and then work the shadows back in post and all that crap. Like cameras just do landscapes really well, or the iPhones do at least. And uh, having a 13 millimeter lens, that's it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. It's also going to look really, really cool for panoramas. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to be a great looking camera, I think. So I just, I, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to check it out. I'm surprised. I I, I hope um, there's some plateau <laughs> coming with camera phones because it's just like, good Lord, like it's becoming less and less. And, you know, in our last episode, we talked about how like they already are better than what we can use as professionals because of the sharing features yep. and the instantaneous, like, you know, I, I just really don't want to be like starting to consider using my cell phone at every wedding for, for pro-ish images. And I, uh, I want to try it. I don't know. I, I just, I don't like having the, the added, um, uh, you know, mental calculus of like, Oh, should I use my phone for this? Or should I use my DSLR? You know, I already have enough problems with that when I have two different camera models from the same camera maker. Dude, <laughs> just do what, yeah. uh, just do what film shooters do. They shoot film all the way up until the yeah. reception, then break out a digital camera. Cause who cares? We yeah. could be shooting mirrorless all day. And then once you get to the reception, eh, just break out an iPhone that you're sharing with people. <laughs> Well, that does bring up an interesting point. I'm curious to see if Apple ever goes into the uh, the, the world of off-camera flash somehow. It would be interesting. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm sure they would kill it if they did. I'm sure it would be incredible. But I wonder yeah, if Apple would... isn't hoping and leaning into uh, computational photography to just do it in post, basically. Create like a flash-looking thing. I mean, if you post. think about it, yeah. you they might be able to do that if you have the proper HDR and computational learning and everything to to stitch all these images together. As soon as you've stitched together multiple different qualities of light, or I guess quantities of light, I should say, you should be able to, using either manual or automatic computation, you should be able to kind of mold that Light, it'd be like working with layers in Lightroom. I mean, layers right. in Photoshop, um, where you can just kind of, I don't know, you could kind of manipulate it to sort of look like a flash if you wanted to. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. It, it, it could definitely be going that right. I don't think it would be there for a while, but that this is the direction that I'm seeing them going at this point. 
why need a flash when you can you know when you can do it afterwards why have one photo when you can have three different perspectives on the same shot and you can just yeah i'm just you know give it another five ten years when everybody's got three three different options for every photo and and that becomes like a a question from clients like oh can we see the wide version of this shot yeah it's like well wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we don't like the photos okay well let's see maybe i can but that's that's a legit concern like if people get used to i I mean i guess it's it hasn't been a problem with the fact that most people the the feature has been there for like five years now but most people don't bother taking burst mode and when they do they don't actually go back and like necessarily pick the best one uh i used to think that that would be maybe a request of like you know every photo should have sort of a burst mode option for clients as well but i do wonder if like it just becomes normal to like what do you mean you can't show me the wide version what can i see the telephoto version of this shot like that seems like it could be a reasonable request eventually if every every cell phone picture gives people that option why wouldn't the professionals i've always thought that dslrs or i guess at this point we can stop calling them dslrs and just call them cameras now because everything because uh, the best cameras now are mirrorless well they're going to be in soon is that i always i've been thinking for a long time how awesome it would be to have a burst mode on professional cameras i just feel like it's the future to as soon as you you know, you could have you could have it work simply now, probably where you could just raise the camera to your face, and as soon as the camera detects that you've raised the photo to your face, it automatically starts buffering, pre-buffering. Yep, it yeah, just starts totally. buffering, and then as soon as you put your finger on the focus button, you're taking fo- you're recording photos, you're recording a video, and then you Here, yeah, and then I, I really boom. think that they need to essentially create a like movie like experience where it's just recording like a raw collection of footage. Yep. And then whenever you hit the shutter, it's sort of just just doing a little bookmark. Yep. Yeah. It just flags it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That would be exactly, that would be perfect because I can't tell you how many times I was shooting this big, this big uh, conference, two day conference this weekend, you know, I'm coming out with, you know, I've shot 8,000 photos over the course of two days, but you know, all came down to about 800, obviously. I was just thinking, like, I was going through, and I only have really, I don't know, maybe 10-ish good photos per keynote. And there was a bunch of keynotes. As I was going through all the photos, I just see spots where I'm like, this photo is like a few, I'm really picky. So this photo is like a few milliseconds off. Like, it's a split second off, and I can't use this photo. But if I had the option to, like, move very, very slightly back in time, I mean, that would be so cool. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, it's completely unrelated, but uh, well, almost completely unrelated. I don't know if you've seen the new Super Nintendo on Switch. Have you seen it? Have you played it? We talked about it, but no, I haven't seen it. Okay. Did you? Well, Is it- I, I've played it, and first of all, it's amazing, obviously, because these are games that you know, I haven't played for like twenty three well, yeah, years. Yes, yeah. But some of the best games. There ever is an amazing, amazing feature on on it, which I don't think exists for the Nintendo system that's on the Switch. If okay. you hold the left and right trigger while you're playing a Super Nintendo game, you enter a mode where you can go back in time, and you can uh, you can go hmm. backwards, basically not frame by frame, but like basically a few seconds at a time so like if you got 
if you got screwed by like that boss, you can just scoot back in time a little bit, not make the mistake. It's totally cheating. Uh, but it's, I don't know if I like that. I thought it was just to like capture a replay or, or something. Nope. It's but you can actually you can physically go playing. back into in, in in a buffer like backwards. And so I anyway back to what we were talking about. I mean that would have been so that would be so cool if there was a way to just be like ah oh, man I I missed it by like a second I'm a, I shot a little bit too late what if I could scoot that back and save that image it would be really cool yeah, um, yeah absolutely and you can do it with your freaking phone in your pocket like amazing I'm yeah. I'm interested to see how Canon and Nikon respond to this if they do which or Sony responds to this but if they do which I. I don't know. Not holding my breath for it. Uh, the only other thing that they spent a lot of time on at the end was the uh, the retail shops. And I, I think most people were just sort of like, well, this is just filler. But um, there was a particular slide, that I think one of the last slides, if not the last that they showed, that uh, emphasized you can turn in your iPhone, your, your previous one. Right. And also, and, and, and basically, it seems like they're headed. we're headed toward a world of subscription Apple subscription, everything uh, for services, including hardware. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can pay 25 bucks a month and get a new iPhone. If you trade in your iPhone, it's like 17 bucks a month, something like this. And uh, that's just a fascinating thing to me. Like, I think that that's a very different way of thinking for a retail hardware company. And it uh, just makes a lot of sense. So it is, you can get an iPhone 11 pro for five 99 or 25 bucks a month. Right. And if you trade in your iPhone, it's less by a couple bucks, right. like 17 or something. Um, yeah, as pretty a, cool. As a person who budgets pretty hard, these kind of things sort of both like intrigue me and infuriate me where I see every single thing is subscription. Um, yeah. It's, well, it, subscription is one thing, but like payment plan, that's when I, that's, that's when I'm like, it- uh-oh. You're that's you're just tricking yeah. people into paying interest, basically. But I think that they it, that's what I'm wondering is okay. Well, what happens next year when I want a new phone mm-hmm. and I trade in the one I've been paying twenty five bucks a month for? Do I get any equity like built in from Doubt that? It. Is it just a straight swap? I would be willing to pay twenty five bucks a month if every every year I could trade in for the new one. Sure. But if I have to like buy out the the remainder before I trade it in or something, then I, yeah, I guarantee there's some, some shystiness going. Yeah. Or they'll like add a couple of bucks, you know, to your payment plan or right. something. Yeah. And eventually you're at like $300 a month and yeah. payments because you never pay off a phone. Right. It is interesting. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Are, is it like interest rated, uh, financing or is it actually I'm like a subscription? I think honestly, APR. I think they're headed down a subscription path for, for an iPhone basically iphone as a service yeah uh, i could see that but they it didn't quite drop like that i'm curious again to see the how the numbers add up right they also adjusted apple care apple care terms to be oh really uh like a month-to-month thing as well oh that's cool yeah uh that's that's interesting um well all this has been very interesting to talk about i'm i'm gonna we're gonna obviously continue to follow this uh story as it develops uh are we sam yeah uh, I need to go because I'm desperately trying to get these last two pepperoncinis out, and I just can't reach. You are really having a tough time there, huh? <sighs> it's floating at the top.
top and I can't it's just out of reach. You know, one time this I, reminds I can't bring me, myself to drink the This reminds me of the time when I was wearing contacts and eating Tostitos and um I was watching a movie and I was like, Man, my eyes are, are getting kind of dry. I better take out my contacts and switch to glasses. And so oh, um no. I put my finger in my eye to take out my contact mm-hmm. and I just Screamed oh, in agony. <laughs> Instantly regret. I love it. Um, all right. Well, love it. I'll see you later. I got to actually right, do good. some photos today. Whoop. Sounds good. Oh, okay, bye. bye.